Welcome to a series of talks about objective consciousness, an objective universe, and an objective way to awaken. Expanding upon the works of George I. Gurdjieff and Russell A. Smith. This podcast is part six of chapter seven of the audiobook of the Blueprint of Consciousness. In this episode, we further examine the nature of chords within an octave, look at the sequence of outer octave notes, and how knowledge and being interact and evolve within the universe. We end by looking at the octaves of spiritual and physical matter, where their coincident parts make life. Let's begin. The Blueprint of Consciousness an accelerated path to awakening by Russell A. Smith. Chapter 7 Traversing Suspended Continuity Part 7 This second chord is called the tonic chord or C major. Going from the bottom up, we went 8, 10, 12, 16, 20, 24. Then the 12 became the 8 for the next group, and we continued 8, 10, 12, 24, 30, 36. Any others? Okay, this will help. What happens? If you divide 36 by 8, you get 4.5. So, 8 times 4.5 is 36. What is 10 times 4.5? 45. And what is 12 times 4.5? 54. If you had used the ratios 4, 5, 6 instead of 8, 10, 12, the common multipliers would have been 4, 6 and 9. 4 times 4, 5 times 4, 6 times 4. 4 times 6, 5 times 6, 6 times 6 and 4 times 9, 5 times 9, 6 times 9. You found a third chord. So 36, T45, and Ray 54. Those vibrations are also in an 8, 10, and 12 ratio, and produce what is called the dominant chord, or G major. Okay. If Fa 16, La 20, and Do 24 produce a chord, then so do the vibrations that are double those numbers. Fa 32, La 40, and Do 48. There are only three major chords in an octave. The subdominant chord, 
the tonic chord and the dominant chord. You can try to find other notes that have an 8, 10 and 12 ratio, but you will not find any. Now, on a piano, when Russell plays the tonic chord, Do 24, Mi 30, and So 36, then the higher subdominant chord, discovered above, Fa 32, La 40, and Do 48, followed by the dominant chord, So 36, T 45, and Ray 54, he is able to play all the songs of his youth. Dun dun dun, dun dun, dun dun dun, dun dun, Louie Louie, oh baby me gotta go. Eureka! You have found the three major chords of Western harmonics. Every octave has them. You can arrange them in different patterns, orders and sequences and play other songs and sing along. Back in the day, most music, especially in the rock and roll era, was limited to playing three major chords. Why? Because they were easy to play on a guitar. Pianos and organs could play all the chords in all the keys. But since they had to accompany the guitar, they were usually constrained to only play three. Now, in what order do the notes of the subdominant, the tonic and the dominant chords occur? In what sequence? Fa, la, do, mi, so, ti, re. The same sequence that met at every note. When we look at the octaves on the colorized diagram of the supreme vibrations and related octaves, page 350, we see that the rays of the supreme octaves connect back to specific notes of the 1S octave. At what note in the 1S octave does the ray of the 7S octave connect? Fa. The ray of the 7S octave connects back to the Fa of the 1S octave. At what note in the 1S octave does the ray of the 6S octave connect? La. At what note in the 1S octave does the ray of the 5S octave connect? Do. At what note in the 1S octave does the ray of the 4S octave connect? Mi. At what note in the 1S octave does the ray of the 3S octave connect? So, at what note in the 1S octave does the ray of the 2S octave connect?
T. The rays of the S octaves connect back to the one S octave at the notes Fa, La, Do, Mi, So, and T. And we could say that the ray of the one S octave connects back to itself at the ray. We now have the same order as the notes in the chords. Fa, La, Do, 7S, 6S, 5S. Do, Mi, So, 5S, 4S, 3S. And So, T, Ray, 3S, 2S, 1S. The Fa, La, Do, Mi, So, T, Ray sequence does not only go crosswise, being somebody's Fa, somebody's La, somebody's Do, etc., as seven notes converging at one vibration, but it also goes up the octave as well, sounding at seven different vibrations and producing the three chords of Western harmonics, Fa La Do, Do Mi So, and So Ti Re. Thus, whether we go crosswise through one note or up from the far, we see the same sequence. Fa, la, do, mi, so, ti, re. We now have two sequences of fa, la, do, mi, so, ti, re. One going up the octave, and one going through every vibration crosswise. We repeat. There are seven guys at every vibration. In what order? Fa, la, do, mi, so, ti, re. And there are seven guys that connect to the tree. In what order? Fa, la, do, mi, so, ti, re. Since you are so enthusiastic, we will add one more thing. Russell calls it the two squiggles diagram. And here we show the two squiggles diagram. Here is how Russell describes it. I see God as the duality of knowledge and being. As an I and an am. I then see God cascading down the universe, sounding chords, a flow of knowledge and being, cascading down the universe. Each flow plays every other note. Thus, together, they play all the notes. In the diagram, God's being is in red, and God's knowledge is in blue. The small arcs connect all the notes in the Fa, La, Do, Mi, So, Ti, Re sequence, and the large arcs span the chords Fa, La, Do, Do, Mi, So, and So, Ti, Re. The essence centers are on the left side of the two squiggles diagram.
They are given. The personality centers are on the right side of the two squiggles diagram. They are acquired. The essence centers are at the notes re, instinctive center, fa, emotional center, and la, higher emotional center, often referred to as conscience. The personality centers are at the notes me, moving center, so, intellectual center, and T, higher mental center, often referred to as reason and impartiality. Notice that the essence and personality centers change text colors. In one octave, essence centers are blue, driven by knowledge, and personality centers are red, acquired as being. Then, in the next octave, they swap colors. Essence centers are now red, driven by being, and personality centers are now blue, acquired as knowledge. Quite astonishing. We can understand the two squiggles diagram by using the information we learned about essence and personality from the cards diagram. See chapter 3. We will start at the bottom and work our way up. The bottom octave in the two squiggles diagram is the octave of amino acids. The first center in the octave of amino acids is the instinctive center. Amino acids start to form by the process of exact bonding, which is driven by rules and laws. That is, by who has extra electrons, or who needs electrons. Those rules and laws are the results of atomic reason. Reason that was acquired in the previous octave, the octave of atoms, which determines how elements bond to make molecules. Thus, through exact bonding, amino acids randomly link up. This represents the moving center of the amino acids. Some amino acid chains produce viable proteins. Some produce nothing at all. But either way, the amino acid chains need to be translated. This is done in the emotional center of the amino acid by tRNA, an exact knowledge-driven molecule, see chapter 4, that translates each amino acid chain into a linear code of nucleotides, that is, into a strand of mRNA. These coded mRNA strands become the intellectual center of the amino acids. The mRNA data strands 
can also be reverse translated by the tRNA back into the original amino acid chain. But the coded mRNA strands needed to do more than just reconstruct the amino acid chains. They had to discover a way to construct themselves as well. So the higher emotional center of the amino acid, also driven by knowledge through the process of exact bonding, created the first rail of DNA. Thus, codifying a way to reconstruct the coded mRNA strands. The higher mental center of the amino acids is created when the first rail of DNA constructs an exact opposite of itself. A second rail of DNA. A rail of reason. The second rail remembers what the first rail looks like and it can construct it as well. Each rail of DNA can replicate the other rail. This means that the two rails of DNA allow the DNA molecule to remember itself. Thus, molecular reason is born. As well as the first moment of self-remembering in the universe. Eureka! In the octave of amino acids, the essence centers are driven by knowledge. But when molecular reason is acquired, it swaps sides and becomes the instinctive center in the next octave. The octave of organic life. Therefore, in the octave of organic life, essence centers are now driven by being. That is, what was acquired in the first octave is what is taken into the second octave. Like in the Star Wars conversation between Luke and Yoda, Luke is wondering if he should enter an unknown portal and asks Yoda, What's in there? And Yoda replies, Only what you take. Furthermore, in the octave of amino acids, the acquired reason is in the red flow of being, whereas in the octave of organic life, the acquired reason is in the blue flow of knowledge. The labels on the left and right sides of the diagram remain the same, but their colors change, reflecting whether they are driven or acquired by the line of knowledge or being. That is, in the first octave, knowledge causes being to be acquired, and in the second octave, being causes knowledge to be acquired. This fascinated me. In the octave of amino acids, knowledge is on the essence side and being is on the personality side. Whereas, in the octave of organic life, 
being is on the essence side and knowledge is on the personality side. Knowledge shoved the octave of amino acids up to DNA, molecular reason, after which DNA becomes the instinctive center in the octave of organic life. Then, being shoved the octave of organic life up to man, objective reason, after which man becomes the instinctive center in the octave of angels. I could see the knowledge and the being of God cascading down the universe in two separate flows, red and blue, swapping sides as they flowed down. And when they reached the bottom, they turned around and swapped their way back up to God. Page 141 The spiritual world's range of existence is defined by two octaves, an ascending and a descending octave. See Chapter 4 The physical world's range of existence is also defined by two octaves, an ascending and a descending octave. There is a spiritual octave above life, a physical octave below life, and in between, where the descending spiritual octave and the ascending physical octave coincide, there is life. The diagram examines how the spiritual octave filters down this octave of life, and law conformably sets in motion the returning evolutionary ascent of multi-brained organisms. The higher blends with the lower in order to actualize the middle. Spiritual plus physical equals life. And here we show a diagram of the octave of life from dough duplication to dough crystallization. The first brain, as discussed in Chapter 3, represents the duplicating principle. Gurdjieff indicated that the sex principle originates outside the universe, i.e. in the Holy Son Absolute, and manifests the beginning and ending doughs of the universe before the second brain, the instinctive brain, at Do-Re, comes into being. Next, the third brain, the moving brain, comes into being. Re-Mi. This completes the trinity of brains in the lower story, the lower oscillation. The fourth brain is the emotional brain, it enters at the point where animals begin to recognize their offspring and, indeed, nurture them until they, so to say, leave the nest. The fifth brain is the intellectual brain. 
we must break away from the popular concept that only man is intellectual. This becomes apparent if we consider the intelligence of many animal species. Bees that construct hexagonal combs. Birds that return to the same nest year after year. Dogs, cats, pigs, horses, chimpanzees, and so on, whose intelligence is beyond denial. The sixth brain is the higher emotional brain, so la. Here, animals' social manifestations enter. Also, such phenomena as the loyalty of dogs to their owners or the willingness of many animal species to offer themselves as targets for predators in order to protect their young, or even to protect their colony, pack, or herd. These, and many others, are higher manifestations from which man can learn a great deal, and sometimes even envies. Finally, the seventh brain, the higher mental brain, enters at La T. It is this brain that sets man apart from all the other animals. From this brain, reason flows. It is not intelligence that makes man the pinnacle of creation, but rather it is reason that makes the difference. And here we show a diagram of the duality of the universe, showing the spiritual and physical oscillations, where life coincides in the middle. Okay, back to the journey. In chapter 4, we learned about dualities. Now, let us look at the great duality of the universe. See the duality of the universe figure on page 419. It consists of a physical world and a spiritual world. The physical world is on the right. Label the circle on the right, me. The physical world enters at me and ascends and descends. The spiritual world is on the left. Label the circle on the left, so. The spiritual world enters at so, and ascends and descends. Below me is the descending octave of the physical world. It contains rocks, minerals, metals and elements. Above so is the ascending octave of the spiritual world. It contains angels, archangels, and our endlessness. In the middle octave, in the area between me and so, in the me-so area of coincidence, where the ascending octave of the physical world coexists with the descending octave of the spiritual world, 
things are alive. The notes of that middle octave are labelled with the appropriate centres. The bottom dough is not the sex centre. It is duplication. And the top dough is crystallization. Okay. We have a lower octave that is created by me's dissension, where things are only physical. An upper octave that is created by so's ascension, where things are only spiritual. And a middle octave that is created by both me's ascension and so's dissension, where things are alive. Incredible. Where the physical matter and the spiritual matter coincide, there is life. Wow. That means that life is nothing more than the spiritualization of physical matter. What an amazing idea. When Russell saw this, he got very excited because he could see that there was an octave before life where things were only physical, where things like rocks, minerals and metals only had physical properties. Because of this, he knew with some certainty that there must be an octave beyond life as well where things were only spiritual, where things like angels, archangels, and our endlessness only had spiritual properties. We can see the place where there is only physical stuff. And although we cannot see the place where there is only spiritual stuff, according to the structure, we know it must be there. It must exist. This gives certainty to the idea that after death, there is existence. That concludes today's podcast. If you would like a chance to read the whole book, The Blueprint of Consciousness, An Accelerated Path to Awakening, which is available as a high-quality 520-page hardback and also as a PDF download, simply visit the store at our website, thedogteachings.com. The Blueprint of Consciousness contains an objective exercise in awakening that has literally awakened hundreds of people. Be free. Be awake. Be real and realize your full potential as a human being. On our website, you'll be able to listen to other talks, obtain diagrams, animations, supporting videos, and much, much more. In addition, you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook under The Dog Teachings. And, as a reminder... We have two Zoom classes every Saturday to assist you. Level 1 is freely available for anyone who purchases the Blueprint of Consciousness. And the other 
is for those who have obtained the master exercises and the double or nothing exercises. See under resources slash Zoom classes for more details. All at thedogteachings.com That's T-H-E-D-O-G-T-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-S dot com Goodbye. Until next time.